Hi, this is Steve Durr. I hope you're doing well. We're going to look at Luke chapter 9, starting in verse 28 and going to verse 45. Let's get stuck into it. About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James up on a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. They were glorious to see, and they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Peter and the others had fallen asleep, and when they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. And as Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them and terror gripped them as the cloud covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at that time what they had seen. The next day, after they had come down from the mountain, a large crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, my only child. An evil spirit keeps seizing him, making him scream. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It batters him and hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, bring your son here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and he healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Awe gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. While everyone was marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them, so they couldn't understand it and they were afraid to ask him about it. All right, in this uh, fairly large chunk of Scripture, there's kind of like three movements. You've got Jesus on the mountainside, on the mountaintop with Peter, James, and John, his kind of three closest apprentices, disciples. Uh, and he's there on the mountaintop having a, a scenario, a situation that's often labeled as the transfiguration. And I'll get to that in a second. And then you see them coming off the mountain and they're now in the valley the next day and they are confronted with evil in the life of a young boy. Uh, he's a demonized young boy uh, at being oppressed by an evil spirit. And then you have Jesus after that predicting his death, um, telling his followers that he will be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. And so how does this all fit together? Well, first of all, let's talk about this thing called the transfiguration. All right, that's a fun word. Say it with me, transfiguration. Don't you feel smarter already? Uh, the whole point of that is Jesus has this moment where he reveals uh, who he really is. I mean, Jesus is the divine son of God. He is fully God, 
fully divine, and yet at the same time, fully man, human. Now, this is a, an incredible mystery, and yet it's so essential. And often, it, throughout all these stories, so far we've seen you know, glimmers and hints that Jesus is the divine son of God. You know, God has proclaimed him that as, at his baptism. And, but you, and you see him doing some powerful things through the power of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus, I'm sure to many people, just looked like an ordinary 30-something. And all of a sudden, this fully human being in front of them was transformed it's like the veil was pulled back a little bit. The curtain pulled back a bit and saying, let me give you a little glimpse into my majesty, into my glory, into my power, into my identity as the divine son of God. And so there's this real incredible spiritual experience taking place. Jesus is, is seen as the majestic divine son of God. And Peter, James, and John are taking that in. On top of that, two of the biggest Jewish celebrities are there on the mountain with him. Moses, who was the great man of God, the great prophet of God, who led the people of God out of Egypt you know, the exodus into the promised land, or at least at the the step of the, the front step of the promised land. And Moses, the one who brought the people uh, from God, the Ten Commandments, the law of God. And then the other celebrity there is Elijah, the great prophet who God just took, you know, he didn't even die. A chariot came down, picked him up and said, I'll take you to heaven now. Thank you very much. And Elijah, this great prophet of God, uh, was known as just this incredible prophet among prophets, above prophets. Elijah um, kind of represented the prophets. And so when a Jewish person would speak of their scripture, what we often as followers of Jesus refer to as the Old Testament, I like to call it the First Testament, you know, because it's still relevant to us today. But these Hebrew scriptures, what we often call the Old Testament, is often called um, the law, and the prophets. And so here you have the law and the prophets um, symbolically in the life of Moses and Elijah, all of Scripture pointing to Jesus. And so here you have Moses and Elijah, these incredible celebrities, speaking with Jesus. And what are they talking to him about? They're talking to him about his exodus, his departure, his death from this world. That was going to happen in Jerusalem. And so Jesus is having this moment with Elijah and Moses, and all of a sudden Peter and the others wake up and they see what's happening and they're blown away. It's like it's like Christmas time. I mean, they're going, it's like all the gifts are there. This is the most incredible moment. They're having a spiritual experience. They're at a spiritual high. Peter's like, we can never leave here. This is amazing. Let's set up tents here. Let's live here. Let's, this just feels great. This feels comfortable. This feels good. I mean, do you ever have a spiritual experience like that? I mean, for me growing up, it was at youth camp. You know what I mean? Youth camp. And at youth camp, you have this, you know, you're singing, you're crying, you're experiencing God. It's just this incredible moment. You sense God speaking to you. It's a high. You're on the mountaintop. But you don't stay there, do you? I mean, Jesus and his followers didn't because then God's presence, the glory of God, the cloud, often the imagery of the cloud often is the very presence and glory of God. And, uh, and so God's presence and glory cover the mountaintop there. And then God speaks from the cloud and says, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. 
He's got important things to share with you. And then Elijah and Moses are gone, and Peter, James, John, and Jesus stand there. And they leave the mountaintop, the great spiritual high, and they come down into the valley, and what do they encounter the next day? A mess, a demonized boy. They enter back into the mess of life, into the territory of evil. And then Jesus, after this encounter with a demonized young boy, says, listen, I'm going to go and I'm going to be betrayed and I'm going to die. Now help me, you know, think about this. They have this incredible spiritual experience on the mountaintop. Let's just stay here, Jesus. But Jesus says, no, the mountaintop is here to prepare me for the cross, for the dying, for the entering into evil, for taking on evil and defeating it. The mountaintop is a preparation, an affirmation for what's to come. And I think it's important um, for us when we have a spiritual experience, a spiritual high, and we feel like we're flying high, I think it's good to be reminded that the spiritual high is not only uh, a place that we should stay, but we're called, we're summoned to follow Jesus into dark places, into enemy territory, into the mess and muck of our world and bring about his healing his presence, his hope. And so for you today, do you find yourself on a spiritual high? Do you find yourself feeling close to God? Do you find yourself wanting just to stay put? The invitation is to follow Jesus into the mess And to take what we've been equipped with, to take the encouragement, to take the affirmation, to take the joy, to take the the realization of who God is and who we are in a fresh way, and to join him on his mission. It must have been shocking for the followers of Jesus to see Jesus in all his majesty and then just shortly after hear him say, but I'm going to be betrayed and I'm going to die. And so today for us, do you find yourself on a mountaintop? What valley might God want you to enter to bring his presence and his hope and his healing? And maybe today you'd say, I'm in a valley. I'm struggling, man. I personally need help. Um, Let me encourage you to put yourself in a position to encounter Jesus. Maybe listening to this is a part of that, but... Let me encourage you to put yourself in a position to encounter Jesus, to be equipped, to be encouraged, to be reminded that he loves you, that he's proud of you, and that he's the king, and he's the one who calls you friend and son or daughter. So what is, how is God speaking to you today, and what do you think is your next step? Let's pray. God, today... 
for those of us who need a mountaintop, for those of us who need to see you in a fresh way, to be need to be reminded of who you truly are and who we are as a result. God, we pray that you would provide that encouragement, that affirmation, that experience. And then for those of us who have been maybe kind of lingering on the mountaintop and maybe fearful to go to the valley, maybe we're comfortable. God, today, uh, lead us into the messy places. And God, may you work powerfully in and through us to see your kingdom come and your will be done here among the mess as it is in heaven. And so lead us today in Jesus' name, amen. Have a good one.